You're listening to It Came From Gen X. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Good to see you. No, we really can't see you, but it's good to be here. This is Keith Porter, a.k.a. Porterhouse, along with Brian, the Fishbone Fisher, and we are It Came From Gen X. Sir. That's right. Welcome to our little show. A little show about life. Sports, music, pop culture, world news through the eyes of Gen Xers. We hope you laugh. We hope you learn. But most of all, we hope you just be honest. And uh, we are one light tonight. So uh, the skin bone, Michael Skinner, will not be here tonight. We look forward to him being back next week. But we're going to toe the line. That's right. Yeah. We, the Skinner had a story last week. You might remember if you listened to last week's episode. If not, go back and check that out. But. Uh, you know, uh, how a lady wrote a book, How to Murder Your Husband, and then she was, uh, you know, convicted of murdering. And, and his husband. wife got so, a hold of it. And he was worried that, you know, his at least his ex-wife, <laughs> uh, he didn't want her to read the books. And I, I heard that Marcy may or may not have picked up a book. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. We're not Marcy sure. Marcy texted me and asked me if I had yep. a, tra- a transcript. I said, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We haven't heard from him since. Poor so, Skinner. Yeah, yeah, hopefully hopefully he's okay out there. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But yeah. speaking of Skinners. Yes. The Vols. Michael Skinner Jr. produces mm-hmm. our podcast. Uh, yes. Got to give a shout out to him. Um, you know, he's been busy doing all sorts of other projects. And uh, he texted me last week, showed me some pictures, some video out down in a, uh, on the big Nashville stage. Man, just killing it on the guitar. Um, you know, as a musician, we have these little goals or dreams, if you will. And uh, playing in Nashville is one of them. And uh, he got yeah. to fulfill that. And I'm just so excited for him. Excellent, excellent musician. Uh, I hope one day we get to jam together. But just really proud and happy for him and some of the things that he's getting to do, uh, especially as a young man. That's what we want to see our, our kids do, you know, fulfill all their dreams. So. Shout out to him and uh, shout out yeah. to Christophus Dominic, the man at WMBU.org uh, for just making this all possible. So what have you been up to, my man? How was your week? A busy week. You know, I'll tell you what, I, I, I thought about you this week. Cause, you know, my mom had uh, knee replacement surgery last week mm. mm-hmm. and she's doing fine. I mean, she's getting around and, you know, she's doing well and all that. But you know, she's been here a lot. You know, so I, yeah. I've definitely had okay, a taste good. of living with mom again. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's back home tonight, close by. Okay. She wants to try that out. She is getting better and this and that. But anyway, I had a taste of living with mom for a few days there, and it was fine. Yeah. You know, but it, it, it is a little bit tiring because you are you know, caring for somebody and this and that. Man, I'm like, you don't Man, know the half of it. <laughs> I know. I thought about you caring for two family members mm-hmm. uh, for many, many years. I'm just like, wow, man. So yeah. it's a... Uh, I don't know. It's, it's a something. whole other level of respect for what you what you've been doing and did for I so many years, brother. Appreciate so, yeah. you saying that. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. So, but she's doing. I guess she's doing well. I'm, I'm happy so glad that, to hear so. that. That's great, man. Yeah. All right. So, uh, you know, want want to say hello to some other people tonight, uh, man. I got to say hello to my girl, nurse practitioner Felicia Kelly at Family mm-hmm. Medicine over at uh at the well, we used to call it City Hospital. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you know what it used to be called, you know. Sure. Uh, but they just go by Suma now, I think. And uh, but just an outstanding, outstanding 
uh, person in the medical field. I, if we had just a few more like her, I tell you what, man, the difference it would make in, in the medical industry. She is as professional and top level as it gets, but one of the most caring people I've ever come across. And uh, I want to say hello to her. She is a fan of the show. Got to see her and talk to her today. She asked about the show. And nice. uh, Felicia, I love you. Keep up the good work. And gotta say hello to Joel Ramey in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Huge fan of the show. Um, sorry, Joel. I, I wasn't wearing anything fancy tonight. She says she wants to start picking out my clothes for me. She likes she likes my shirts. <laughs> Please help him she, out. She liked she liked the the bandana I had with the dollar sign on it. So <laughs> she's like, oh man, I love this. I love that. I'm gonna start picking stuff out now. I'm like, okay, whatever. Just, <laughs> so, just any, anything but Steelers gear. Yeah, right. That's be perfect. Right. That's Listen, fine. She's from Pittsburgh. And this knucklehead is a 49ers fan. Okay. Okay. Let me be okay. (laughs) I always ask her, what is wrong with you? You live in the motherland. So anyway, thank you, Joel, and and, and your family for listening to the show. We appreciate it. So thank you. Oh, man. Well, we got a few things to talk about tonight. Um, Mm -hmm. But before we do that, tell them where they can find the show, Fish. All right. Well, you already mentioned WMVU.org, so you might be listening to us there on uh, Global Internet Radio, Mondays from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern. Just pull up their uh, app or their site, uh, Live Listen, and you can hear us right there if you would like to. Listen to us whenever you want to on demand. We can be found on most major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Verbal, Stitcher, Overcast. Just pull up your platform of choice. Give us a uh, subscribe, and as we post new episodes each week, they'll pop in your fee- uh, feed free of charge. Uh, all show information can be found in two main places, our Linktree account. Just Google, it came from Gen X, Linktree, L-I-N-K, Tree, and it's simply a page with links to where you can listen to us, links to our uh, YouTube channel, it came from Gen X, Facebook page, Instagram, TikTok, all that good stuff. And our website, if you go to one area, go to our website, it came from genx one wordpresscom All show information there as well. Links to where you can listen to us there also. Links to our videos. Links to current episodes on Spotify. Uh, everything's there for you. Bios. And if you choose to support the show, there's a link to our Patreon account on our website. Or it's patreon.com. It came from genx If you want to give us a couple of bucks, get Keith another dollar sign bandana or something yeah, like please, that to, to please. impress impress people the, the uh, dollar sign bandanas cost dollars so please that's exactly right it's exactly right so if you like our stuff tell a friend give us a like share follow rate review all that good stuff it helps others find the show uh word of mouth is terrific so you mentioned some fans out there so we appreciate you guys out there listening again if you like our stuff just simply tell a friend hey pull these guys up on right now yeah. on your phone give them a, a subscribe that's it. That's a that's the best way for us to continue to grow out there. So, and thanks to our friends overseas who keep listening. Uh, we see a lot more. Uh, well, at least well, d- definitely some growth in Germany out that's there. Awesome. So our German friends out there. So thank you for listening over there, uh, and everywhere. So we appreciate, uh, like I said, global support, Keith. That's so what it's about, thanks baby. everybody out there. That's yeah. right, man. Yep. You know, I, I got you know girlfriends and you know Bucharest and. Uh, Sure. Maui, places like that. (laughs) 
I can't afford to fly there uh, no, anymore. No, but no. Uh, we talk on there. messenger. You know, we talk on messenger. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah, pretty sure they're women. Pretty sure. <laughs> I, I think so. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> that, that picture looked like he came out of a magazine, <laughs> so I'm not too sure. <laughs> Watch the pictures you keep sending over there. I keep telling you, man. Hey. Be careful those pictures you send over there. Man, it's it, trying to trying to get noticed, man. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay, we'll leave that alone. All right. <laughs> okay, man. Let's get kicking with a little bit of world news. All right, man. All right. So in honor of my man, the skin bone who's not with us tonight, I'll start off with the uh world news story. And we certainly got a little bit of a, a Gen X spin uh to, to take this fish. Um mm-hmm. It's really been a disturbing trend um, the last few years. It was disturbing at first, and then it became, I guess you could say, humorous to some. And then it's a culture now, if you will, at least in my opinion. And that is uh, upset, irate customers, if you will, patrons, going off in public places uh stores or whatever whether it be airports um and you know i'm not talking about just yelling at the uh the workers i'm talking about tearing the place up throwing Mm -hmm. you know the straw machine wiping stuff including the cash register off the off the counter and even going behind the counter yeah. And inflicting violence. It's it's really getting bad. So this story I'm going to uh, read is not anything new, but it's just one to kind of kick off what we're talking about. So in Florida, a few days ago, uh, Tiana's Jones, 22 years old. Remember that, 22 years old, faces multiple charges after knocking things over uh, after a McDonald's employees made a mistake on her order. Wow. Yeah. Beat him up. You know what I mean? Um, I watched the video, and I'm not going to read the whole story. Um, You can pull it up online. This girl lost it. I mean, she, uh, there was an off-duty, not off-duty, a retired uh, peace officer, older gentleman, who was trying to restrain her, and he can not do anything with this little pistol. She might have been 110 pounds, and she tore the place up. So somebody had posed a question because someone said something about how this is becoming more and more frequent. We're out of control, blah, blah, blah. And someone else's comment was, no, this has been going on. It's just that you have the increasing volume of cameras, cell phone cameras. And, of course, social media has prompted a lot of this. And um, I just wanted to pose the question. Do you think that's it or is this really where we are is this a uh something that is being created within the public uh front due to things as frustration from covid um and i don't mean just disease but what covid has caused being cooped up uh, we have high gas prices we have high grocery prices yeah. we have all these different things going on that are causing people to not uh keep their cool like maybe they would have in the past uh there's a lack of self-control there's a lack of morality and i I personally i'm going to start off by telling you right now i don't agree with the person who said it's always been this way it's just because of the camera phones i don't i don't believe that whatsoever so we'll start off with you fish and then i'll follow up after that yeah i i mean i i 
I tend to agree with what you're saying there is it's I think it's I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Like you say, I think it's a lot mm-hmm. of tension that people are feeling. Like you say, it's the we live through years now of the pandemic, you know, that impacted so many people's lives. Like you say, we have high inflation and everything, so people are just more on edge and more stressed out. And you just don't know what may set people off. You know, it's just right. people already feeling anxious and everything else. And it could be, like you say, it could be an order. It could be, but something to where something didn't go their way, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And that is the moment that sort of pushes some folks over the edge. And all these frustrations that they're feeling are coming out. And it may, you know, deep down, it may not even be just the the, the order is wrong. Something else. Everything... Yeah, yes. exactly. Everything is kind of boiling over and they lose control. And that's, it's frightening. You know, people could get hurt and everything, but I think it's a combination of all those. And, and, and frankly, I think it's, I think also for some, it's a greater sense of entitlement yes. to where, you know, it may be, you know, our, our folks not growing up in the same type of households that I was going to say that's part of the huge problem in my opinion Uh, we are seeing the manifestation of Mm -hmm. kids raising kids sure those kids are now grown you know when we we started seeing this trend 20 something years ago you know little kids having kids you know 13 14 year old don't have a clue what it means to be a mom Certainly didn't have yep. a clue what it means to be a father, if you were even in the picture. And now right. we're seeing these people as adults. They have no self-control, no discipline. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we, we had this, uh, I don't want to say argument, but even in my family with my little nephew, you know, where uh, we were having a Bible study at the house and, and he was here. And I'm like, you need to sit down and be quiet. And someone made, the, someone made the comment, well, he's kids. Let kids be kids. And I'm like, no, if you don't teach them when quiet time is quiet time, they won't know. They have, they can't all be just run buck wild. They have to understand those moments and be able to sense those moments where, hey, I need to sit here and learn how to be quiet and, and learn some sort of self-control. Um, yep. If you don't, they won't do this at church. They won't do it in school. And any yep. other place. And I was in school with those kind of kids when elementary school just couldn't shut up for nothing. I'm like, why can't you shut your mouth? But they didn't know how. So I think that's a huge part of the problem. And I don't want to say this, and this is going to sound like I'm tooting my horn, but I'm really not. But I know when I'm out in public, especially these last couple of years, uh, where someone's in front of me and they're taking a long time at the register or whatever, and, you know, they'll turn around. I'm sorry, sir, or whatever. And I'm like, please. I might be even angry. I might be getting tired. My knees may start to hurt, but I know in my mind I have to have extra patience nowadays. That's right. A little yes. bit of extra patience nowadays with everything that's going on. Um, you know, some of the COVID restrictions have slowed things up. Sure. I know for a fact that you listen, if we don't all say to ourselves a little more patience with one another, this is the type of stuff we're going to have. I agree. You're right. And even those little things, like, like you say, just showing people, you know, it, 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 don't get me wrong. In, mo- in more cases, I mean, you, I, I have seen and I still see on a regular basis, and I'm, I'm sure you do too, there's a lot of good, decent people. It's, it's more good than bad. Oh, without in, question. In most, you know, most people are very courteous and kind and patient 
and you know the during all these restrictions right. and otherwise you know that continues the, the problem think, is the good of, people don't yeah. get put on facebook you're right about that <laughs> excellent yep. all right yep okay yep. so that's our, our world news story in question from that um sure so if you're listening out there have a little more patience with one another uh watch how we talk to one another and everybody's got problems everybody's dealing with the uh pandemic um one way or the other everybody's dealing with the the high inflation and i know some worse than others but you have to understand we all got to live on this planet can't go anywhere else so yep. let's make the best of it watch how we treat one another when you walk outside your own door all right it's like it's, it's like with us keith every week we are so patient with skinner's outro every week <laughs> We try start. and try, you know, and I know we it. are just patient, you know, and one day we're going to get it right. You know, it's been, it's fine. And I'm it's really okay. chewing him out in my mind, but I don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're in trouble, right? Okay. You know what? This reminds me, Keith. Now, that was a Nick Cage movie <laughs> that he, uh, I think it was Con Air. And he had to be very patient with oh, something like that. Stop, I can't remember. Stop. <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to it. It's, fu it's fine. Yo, it's fine. Skitters will come knocking on your door. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Yeah, uh, all all right. right. So if you're a listener to the show, you understand that little bit of uh, inside humor there. Okay. So let's get on, man, with some sports and music. All right. Well, the big story in sports is pretty obvious. Game one of the... 2022 NBA Finals starts tonight, and our good friends, the Golden State Warriors, are back in the finals. <sighs> yep. But Fishbones, Boston Celtics, yeah, are in the finals as well. Congratulations, Fish. Yeah, uh, it's got to feel Exciting. pretty good. Yep. Uh yeah, we hate Golden State. There's, there's, we do. Um, <laughs> I can't stand him, uh, particularly Draymond Green. Um, uh, I have a lot of respect for Steph Curry and his ability. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. But I really, really hope Boston, and I never thought I'd say this, I hope Boston really takes it to him. So mm. I'm thinking about this from a Gen X point of view, and I was watching one of the sports shows today talking about the finals. And they brought up a play that happened um, during the regular season when Boston and Golden State met up and Marcus Smart who had won defensive player of the year yep uh went for a ball as he always does he mm -hmm. dove for a ball he he goes all the way out to get every basketball and he went towards Steph Curry's legs Curry was injured and missed some games Curry himself admitted this was not a malicious play um, but, of course, everybody wants to make a big deal about it. And, of course, it's being brought up, uh, you know, about, you know, is Curry going to get revenge and blah, 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 blah. So it just made me think about it. And if if Boston wins, this will be Curry's, what, fourth ring? Uh, him, Draymond, and yep. it'll it, yep. be their fourth ring. And so I was like, man, are we going to start looking at him and the – same vein as a Jordan and a Magic and all these guys, and I just want to pose the question, Fish, in, in your opinion, do you think Steph Curry would be as huge or successful as he is 
uh, say in the 80s. You know, if, we, if we're having all these issues because a guy dove for a ball, we know the game today is nothing like what it used to be. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, Jordan, those guys took some forearms, some, some you know, cross faces, uh, yeah. knocked to the ground, punches. Uh, sure. Today, you can't whisper in a guy's ear without getting a foul. And if you That's remember right. just a few years ago, they really lost their mind. They were giving guys fouls for looking at them differently. Like, if you look at the ref or question the call, they were giving fouls. I saw yep. Tim Duncan get a foul, and he was on the bench. Got thrown out of a game. Got a technical. Like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> it was getting ridiculous. Like, this is sports. The, the pressure, you know, the way you get amped up. I mean, you cannot expect people to legislate emotions in, in such a, a high-contested environment. Money is on the line. Reputation is on the line. Contracts are on the line. Championships are on the line. And you want guys to just be, you know, docile like that. So uh, the game is a little bit ridiculous today. And you have to wonder if a guy goes out after a guy dove for a basketball, a guy like Steph Curry, and, you know, he's not the most, not the biggest guy in the world, even though he's got bigger over the years, do you think he would even be successful if he played in the 80s and 90s? Mm. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, it's it's it was it's just like you say, it was just, it was a different game back then. Mm. I mean, it, it it you know guys like Jordan and Magic and Bird. I mean, they could they could kill you on the outs. They could shoot and kill you on the outside. But it was just different. They were those guys were looking to take it inside more, find the open man. It was just different. Now, Steph Curry. I mean, now if you're listening out, if you listen to us at all, you know we're in the Northeast Ohio area, right. so we're in Ak Akron, which is a stone's throw from Cleveland, Ohio. So when Key says he hates Golden State, I mean, we, you know, our LeBron led Cavs did right. beat them in 2016, but they beat us two more times around that. Right, so, and even though some of the Cavs, but LeBron is from here, from Akron. Yes, that's right. Mm -hmm. So there's no love loss for the uh, Warriors around here beating the Cavs, certainly. But I don't know. But a guy like Steph Curry, his his competitiveness is is at a high level, and I I would think that he would find a way to adjust his game to whatever was going on to be successful. So these days he can shoot from. I mean, the guy can shoot from freaking half yeah, court. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It. It's it is amazing. He's he he one ridiculous. of the greatest. He is one of the greatest shooters that probably that will, that has played the game and that may ever play the game. I think he's the greatest. I'll be honest. I think he's yeah. the greatest we've ever seen. Yeah, so he's up there. When I think about the question I just posed, my first thing I do is I say, well, let's look at some guys that were um, uh, Steph Curry back then. First person yeah. I think of was Reggie Miller. Yeah. And when you looked at Reggie Miller, you noticed right off the bat he was a real slight build. Uh, wasn't the biggest guy in the world. Now, he was all muscle. You know, he wasn't bony anything like a minute bowl or something, but he was he was a, a you know, muscular guy, very wiry. Um and he lasted, you know, a pretty decent career in the NBA. I think Curry would have some success and you said you think he would find a way because he's competitive, but I think other guys would find a way too to kind of shut his game down. I think that physical game would frustrate him because Oh yeah. You know, when you think about guys like uh, you know, everybody wants to remember the, the the six titles that Jordan had, but they don't remember the first seven years and the abuse he took at the hands of the Detroit oh, Pistons. Yeah. Yes. You know, it wasn't until 
uh, though they figured out we got to get him an enforcer, which first was Charles Oakley, you know, and we got to get him some help, you know, and some outside shooting because he was coming in, dunking it like crazy. And they had to get some inside help. So and also after a few years, he had to alter his game with some outside shooting. So I think, guys, if they start playing the perimeter and getting a little tough with Curry, I don't know if he has the inside game that he would be as successful. I think he would be an NBA star, but I don't think he would be putting up the numbers that he puts up today. Um, well, well, when Cleveland beat him in 2016, that's they were physical with him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They, that, Good that, point. That, they they did wear him down, and that was their plan. And it's it definitely seemed to work in 2016 when, you know, they had the best goals. They had the best record in the NBA, and Cleveland mm-hmm. still found a way to to win somehow in seven games. So, yeah. um, yeah. I don't know. That's a very good point. And we see this a lot in every sport. You know, you'll see a, a football team, you know, putting up 30, 40 points a game, high flying, scoring, lots of passing, you know, 400 uh-huh. yards passing, great receivers. And then that one team comes along that, you know, the, the DBs doesn't, don't play back on them. They play up in their face. They push them off the line of scrimmage, throw them off their routes, get physical with them. They're like a totally different football team. So uh, I think he would look like a different player, even though I do think he would be, uh, somewhat successful in this league, so he he can't. It's not his fault. He is who he is. He's playing at the time that he's playing, and the league is yep. what it is. So you got to deal with the cards you're being dealt, and uh, he is amazing to watch. But uh, go Boston. <laughs> yeah, I would like. To, I mean, obviously, I'd like to see Boston win anyway. But you know, if Boston wins, Boston and the Lakers are tied right now with 17 championships, each. right? So so. Yeah, they would love. And I'm a Lakers guy, Lakers. so you know I hate the Golden State to be saying go Boston. So. There you go. Yep. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, that's the sports for today. Uh, real quick, um, it, this day in music, not a whole lot to report. Um, Frank Sinatra went to number one uh, at the UK chart with Strangers in the Night. Um wasn't his wasn't an original song, but um certainly he he made it a big hit. Oh yeah. Um Sinatra, just a really, really smooth, cool dude. I think he was the original gangster, if you will. Um I think he was like the original bad boy. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. In music. We see these guys today that get a lot of notoriety for being that cool bad boy or OG original gangster. I think Frank Sinatra was probably the first one, and a lot of the ladies kind of like that. There was rumors about his mob affiliation and whatnot and things like that. You think he was uh, that was part of his charm even more than his voice? He, has, he was like the whole package back then, yeah. man. I mean, it's it's like uh, there was a feeling like, I mean, I I don't know tons and tons about him but just everything i've heard it's like if if he wanted something he he got everything he wanted back then oh I'm you sure. better believe it what, whatever he wanted he could get it and, and if and if and if you were crossing him you know it, 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 very good sense that something could terribly happen to you, <laughs> yeah. you know what i'm saying so yeah you know singing all those love songs having people rubbed out so you know, and he, and yeah. of course, he had like one of the first posse's, if you will, back then. Something called sure. a Rat Pack. You know, yep. so, uh, yeah, he was he was something else, man. He's a pretty cool dude. I'm a big fan of a lot of his move, uh, oh, yeah. movies and singing. So, uh, every year Christmas, Frank Sinatra songs are definitely on my playlist without without question. Okay, um, this time in '79, Donna Summer had three week run. 
and the U.S. charts with hot stuff. Donna yeah. Summers, to me, is one of the unsung heroes in, in the music era, uh, especially the disco era back then. She was great voice. It had so many hits, man. Why don't Donna Summers get enough love today, Fish? Well, she was called the queen of disco. Maybe it's just a, you know, maybe it's just a different, you know, I when we grew up, disco was sort of on the outs, you know, and I, I don't know. I mean, but like I said, around my house, mom always had disco albums, so I played them, including Donna Summer. So I've always liked that stuff. So to me, yeah, me you too. know, she's, but yeah, but t- terrific, terrific voice. And I, I'd heard that it wasn't really the type of song. She wasn't really comfortable singing about sex and stuff like that. It right. wasn't her thing. But, uh, you know, she did it to to uh, help her career. And, yeah, she made uh, a career off of it. Many, you know? Like you say, ladies many, many of, hits of the 70s. Yeah, absolutely. Ladies of the Night and things like that. So, okay. Yep. Okay, uh, this time in 1989, Bill Wyman uh, of the Rolling Stones secretly married a 19-year-old by the name of Mandy Smith. His son, who's only 28, was the best man. Uh, the marriage lasted 17 months. <laughs> oh, man. Weirdos. That whole thing about marrying kids back then, I tell you. I Yeah, what was it about that? It's like so many songs about singing about girls that were 16 and young, and it's like, it's just weird and creepy. very weird and creepy, and I would tend to say there's a whole ugly side to it that people wash over today you know they they make very light of but it was very ugly and creepy as you say and and there was a lot of it too oh yeah okay so also we got uh all right oh kylie minow who cares don't forget that elvis story uh bo diddley yeah definitely so let's go to the elvis story um interesting story uh, not quite today, but June 6th, uh, 5th, 1956, uh, Elvis mm-hmm. was on uh, the Milton Berle show. And Milton allegedly told him to leave your guitar in the dressing room and let the world see you. And uh, mm-hmm. that one little comment or a piece of instruction uh, led to Elvis uh, gyrating a little bit, maybe a little bit more. The camera caught it. The nickname Elvis to Pelvis was born. Um, parents lost their mind. Um, the ratings people lost their mind. Uh, and it really kind of helped his notoriety a little bit. You know, I would sure. uh, with the fans and everything. So um, a lot of places banding. A lot of places uh, didn't want him on. A lot of places that did have him demanded that the camera people keep the camera uh, waist up. <laughs> And uh, yep. he was known for that. Uh, one of the my favorite favorite parts of uh, the the movie Forrest Gump uh, was the scene when Elvis met Forrest as a little boy. Forrest had the braces on his leg and and taught him that walk, you know. And uh, he saw him doing it on TV years ago, along with the the gyration and the leg step. I thought that was so cool. So, <laughs> um, Elvis. The pelvis fish. <laughs> well, I know you're an Elvis fan, so oh, I yes. definitely am an Elvis fan too. I know we're both looking forward to the new Elvis movie coming out this summer. It looks terrific. Oh my gosh, can't wait! But uh, yeah, I mean, the guy. Hey, listen, the guy. He he knew it. He was a performer, man. He 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 knew how to go out there. It's, it's so many guys back then. It seemed like they were just standing up there and singing yeah. and playing. Yeah, and that was what they were doing. And he said, "No, no, no. we're going to take this to a whole other level." And 
Uh, it just, uh, yeah. And you think about the little things in someone's career where mm-hmm. Milton Berle's like, hey, listen, I have a different mindset here. I like it. Do it on my show. And you wonder if his career would have been quite exactly, the same. Exactly, because was, the story was, was different you know? for the, yeah. uh, uh, what was his name? Um, thank you. Thank you very much, that guy. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it would have it been different. If uh, Ed Sullivan, Sullivan? Ed Sullivan, yeah, Yeah, yeah. it would have been a different situation because Ed Sullivan, I believe, uh, his people were told make sure you keep that camera up, you know, uh, you know, more of a a family kind of a stricter show than than Uncle Milty. So, yep, you made a comment earlier when we were doing our uh, our our pre uh, production show. Someone had made a comment that he couldn't sing. Or you know that was all he had was the, was the pelvic move or something like that. When I, I go ahead, not that I, I just thought some you had read that somewhere because obviously I that person didn't know what they were he was talking about. Oh, you're he, right about he, that. He yeah. is one of the great, beautiful, clear voices. Um, there's all kind of singers in the world that I love and admire, but I just love a clear, beautiful voice. Somebody can hold out those beautiful tones. Uh, with no fluctuation, um, I couldn't stand boys to men. I was like, gee whiz, if you take those notes up and down one more time, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I just want to hear somebody <laughs> hold out a beautiful note. Uh, Elvis was one of them. Uh, my great uncle, uh, Sam Moore, Sam and Dave, still one of the great voices, just a beautiful tone. Oh, yeah. He holds his notes out. There's no fluctuation in them. And uh, I just appreciated Elvis for that. So that's what we got for Sports to Music, Pop Culture, Fish. Take it away. All right. Well, one of the big stories in the world of pop culture is the uh, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial has now concluded. And uh, Johnny Depp, actually, they both won. So they both did win some money from one another. So Johnny Depp was the big winner, though, winning $15 million. It's about who won the most, and then what's the deficit? That's what it's about. That's right. And she won $2 million. So obviously, she lost $13 million then. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So this trial just was a a media uh, circus. I mean, I. You know, we're on TikTok a little bit, both of us. You know, we, of course, we have a TikTok channel out there. Right. It came from Gen X. Go check us out. Um, but I saw so many reels on Facebook and everywhere, YouTube, TikTok, and all that. And people were just meticulously breaking down even little things like somebody would say something and they, the camera would zoom in mm-hmm. on Johnny Depp laughing or Amber Heard's facial expression. And then from that, it would spawn memes. And that those took off on social media. I have like seen her, some of the great ones. <laughs> her frowning beaker next to her yes. and all this, all, all kinds of stuff. So Johnny Depp <laughs> was definitely, uh, it seemed like more people were rooting for him yes. uh, than her because it was a... Well, her credibility but, was shot. She was, yeah. she did not come off sincere at all. The crying was like, are you kidding me? Uh, she seemed like she was acting a role in most of her testimony. So uh, it was very yeah. easy to root for Johnny Depp. It's not to say that he was, wasn't complicit in a lot of this, but it was just easy yeah. to root for him in all this. Yeah. So I'm sure in that household, both people, I'm sure, were in the wrong many times. Without question. Hopefully nobody was, 
you know, there was definitely, it seemed like uh, mental abuse going on. Hopefully no physical abuse. Mm -hmm. I don't know. They both claimed it against one another. And, you know, it, you know, you and I were talking a little bit prior. It definitely harkens back to, you know, made us thought of, think of the OJ trial back in uh, right. four, where right. it was like, you know, that was the first trial that was televised live. Could that you imagine? I, maybe ever. And yeah, you're right. You think about the, if the social media today oh was going gosh. on back then, it would have been every little sentence and yeah. people would have been zooming in on OJ, zooming on Johnny Cochran, zooming in on... Marsh Clark. Yeah. All it would have been just Judge Edo took so much nuts. He, Judge Edo took so much uh um flack for letting mm -hmm. it be a social uh, a media circus, not social media, but a media circus. Uh mm -hmm. and you think of all the little uh sayings that came out of there, you know, if it doesn't fit, you must quit and all I, I mean, just think about that. And we didn't have any of this. If there was social mm -hmm. media back then, wow. Yeah. So is it, is it a good thing? Is it just where we are? Is it, I I mean, it's we're not going backwards, I'm sure. All these celebrity mm -hmm. stories and trials and things, it's just it's just where it's going to be. It's, I, I don't know. Is it just a, a distraction from people? I tell you, Fish. I, I don't know. I, I normally ignore things like this mm -hmm. for several reasons. Um, I just try to stay away from garbage. Two, I try not to get enjoyment off other people's misery. Uh, but this has been entertaining, I hate to admit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not a murder trial, right. I guess, at the so very least. Just, you know, but, the memes have been cracking me up. Of course, yeah. probably the most infamous thing to come out of this was the Amber Heard admission of uh, defecating on the bed yeah. <laughs> so the memes have been terrible uh, i thought i saw some great ones the last few weeks but i saw one a couple days ago that is obviously the winner and it it said you know when i gotta go to the bathroom instead of saying i gotta do a number one or number two i'm just gonna say i gotta do a r kelly or amber Heard. <laughs> that's funny oh my god so it, oh, it's boy. really been sad um you know, there she's been accused of doing coke on the stands and hiding a drink and and all this other stuff. And of course, you know he he's been a, a total comedian during a lot of his testimony. So you, you know he's he's been doing a little substance. So it, it was bad on both parts. But uh, I think this is going to happen more and more now. Um, yeah. when you have this type of a social popularity, there's always money to be made some sort of way. And people are going to capitalize off of that. I was shocked that this was, we had access like we had to this. But like you said, it wasn't a murder trial, you know, and it wasn't even a criminal uh, trial, right. if you will. So I think that was right. part of the reason you add the fact that it wasn't that plus the high level of celebrityism and you, we had access to it. So I don't know if we'll, if we'll see m much like that again, but I can see it happening. Yeah. Yep, I just I think it's just where where we are as a society. It's just going to be there. Um, okay, so over the you and I talked with CR this week in pop culture history. Last week we mentioned right around this time in '86 the original Top Gun uh, debuted yep. and that the new movie was set to release. Maverick, Top Gun, Maverick opened up over Memorial Day weekend at just huge, huge numbers. 151 million first weekend. And I have to tell you every 
comment from friends on Facebook, ratings, reviews, has been nothing but positive. I've, I've not seen, seen one. I've not seen one negative. Of course, I haven't been scouring necessarily, either, but I've not seen one negative comment or review of this movie. Now, you know, a lot of it's women out there like, oh, it's so great, blah, blah, which is fine. Right, but also, you know, <clears throat> a lot of it is people who like the original Top Gun. That's true, too. So, you know, that's true, too. So, uh, obviously, we made a little clip of my comments about the original Top Gun last yes, week. Yes, we did. On social yes, media, and there was a little bit of response from that. I had some people hit me up <laughs> with their opinion. Uh, but some people were like, I totally agree with you, Keith. Uh, not a fan of the movie. Huge fan of Tom Cruise's movies. Not a fan of this one. Uh, I am going to give this one a fair chance, though. So, Okay, that was my question. Yes. So now with all the positive reaction out yeah. there, are you going to watch it? Without question. question. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'll check, I'll check it out. I'm not gonna run, I don't know if I'm going to run to the theater anytime soon. I don't think so either. Go see so. it. Yeah, you know, I can wait for streaming That's or what I'm some do. event, or but I will watch it. We'll definitely recap it when we get around to seeing it. So okay, okay, all right. Uh, also, making social media a more of a uh, negative, but some maybe positive. I, I don't know. It's hard to say. There's any really super positive out of this. But Moses Ingram, who plays in the Obi Wan Kenobi series, we'll talk about oh, Obi Wan here in a minute too. Yeah. Okay. So she plays one of the inquisitors on the on the show, and we'll come back and talk about our feelings of the show sure. in general. But just a lot of idiots out there. A lot of hate is commenting. Uh, I don't know if it's because she's you know just just ra terrible racial commentary hate. out there in social hate media. Field, yeah. Just hate. That's as simple as it. Uh, it. What has been nice to see so many people, Disney company in general, Ewan McGregor, mm -hmm. many people out there standing up for her backing her up and just saying, hey, basically, you know, Ewan McGregor basically said, if you're a true Star Wars fan and you're saying these types of things, you're not a, you're not a Star Wars fan to me. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. So it's good to see people standing behind her, but just crazy, stupid, ridiculous comments out there. It's just, it's, it's really a shame to see. I mean, she's a great character, great actress. Phenomenal character, it's, yes. Yeah, it just, I, I just don't get it, man. Fish, what, what do you think about all this crap? Anytime in the past I hear someone get shocked over some sort of racist incident happen, I would always think, what world do you live in? And racism is alive and well. It doesn't shock me at all. Hmm. But this really surprises me. After all we've seen, all the strides we've made in movies as far as character placement is concerned, um, I remember backlash years ago, the hunger games, um, the one character, I forget her name, the young girl, uh, the book in the book, she was white. They made her black and then people lost their mind. Um, Marvel, we're huge Marvel fans. And of course, uh, mm -hmm. Fury, Nick Fury was made black, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. You know, we've come this far. I cannot believe people are still so ignorant and full of hate. That this is what they would take time to do. I, I'm really shocked at this. I, I must live in some kind of special bubble or something because I know it's around me. I know they're out there. But I just thank God that the people that I'm surrounded by every day uh, in my life. And I'm talking about 
you know, in the beginning of the show, I mentioned uh, going to the doctors today, uh, Family Medicine Center, downtown Akron. Um, you know, Felicia Kelly, just wonderful, wonderful uh, human being. Uh, was so glad to see me. Gave me a big hug when we walked in. Um, people I talk to in the lobbies, the chiropractors I go to, go beyond and above the, the call of duty. Came to my mom's funeral. They're they're white. Uh, People at the stores, my best friends, you and Fisher and Cooper, the people that I'm around in my life just seem to be people. If you're a jerk, you're a jerk. White or black. And if you're good people, then we can talk. I don't know where these ignorant people come from, dude. I thank God I'm not surrounded by them because I would probably be in a whole lot of trouble. Yeah. Amen, brother. Okay, well, on a more positive note here, let's talk the series in general. Now, you and I are huge mm-hmm. Star Wars fans. Of course, Skinner is too. But mm-hmm. uh, two episodes dropped. Now, the th- I haven't seen the third one yet. Third one dropped. Uh, this we're shooting Last this on night. Thursday. Last okay, night. So yes. I've not seen. I've not seen the third one yet. But what is your impression of the series? So, is it the greatest? Is it? Is it on? Is it? Uh, where does it fit within the Star Wars series is, out there so far? Good. Well, I don't want to make that determination until it's over with. Um, I thought it was kind of a, I wouldn't want to say a slow start. The beginning of it was great. You know, you Mm -hmm. kind of saw where it was going, where it was coming from. We got to look into the past a little bit and so on. And then the second episode was, uh, was, you know, was you kind of were used to what we were looking at. Um, I watched the third one last night. I was half asleep, but it was pretty, pretty doggone good what I remember. So, um, I fell asleep and didn't finish it. I'll probably do that tonight. Um, I think it's excellent. I think it's just like going back in time to see McGregor looking just like he did or he left off. Uh, I absolutely love it. We get such a more in-depth look at Vader and what he's Mm -hmm. gone through to become Vader. And not to mention, we're looking at a time period that is missing from the story. Yes. You know, so we look at those years, uh, you know, when Luke was a, was a, a older guy, he knew about this crazy old guy who lived out in the desert named Ben Kenobi. Um, ben had gotten old. And then, of course, the movies leave us when Ben goes into exile on Tatooine. Yep. So the, the yep. parts between there is where we are. And I think it's utterly fascinating. Um, Princess Leia, she needs a butt whipping. <laughs> she, <laughs> she, that's my mouth, kid. And I think just the, the visions, the, 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 the visuals, I mean, the visuals and the ships and all that stuff is fantastic. Yeah, I, I, the first two episodes. Yeah, my expectations so far are being met. Mm-hmm. Like you say, he's just great in that role. Yeah, just great. In you role. know, he, uh, he he definitely respected Alec Guinness's portrayal of uh, Ben Kenobi even you know way back in the prequels, mm-hmm. and I thought he did a great job. Uh, great actor. Yeah, I like all the angst he's feeling as far as trying to remain yeah. in exile and not call attention and, you know. And also the loss uh, of some of his Jedi ability yes. because he's not in practice. Yes, absolutely. Uh, like you say, I'm interested in the, in the, in the continued Vader storyline. It, it may, it may bring another Vader series. Who knows that there's sort of already rumors mm-hmm. about uh, that, that could be in development as well with Hayden Christensen. But yeah, and I, I like the fact that again, it's just another evidence that people who are true fans of the Star Wars franchise, you give them an opportunity to come in and do, you know, create something. Mm-hmm. As kids, you know, they're they're wondering the same thing we were wondering: How did Ben Kenobi get here? Yeah, why is right. he there? What's going on? How does Princess Leia know who he is? 
uh, what a lonely existence, what happened, mm -hmm. and we're going to get a lot of those questions answered with this right. series. And know? another thing, so. too, if you're a fan of some of the animated Star Wars stuff, you know, there were yes. characters there that we never seen before, like the Inquisitors, and now we see them brought to life. So I think that's pretty cool, too. That's right. They continue to bring those in, so that's very, very cool. Okay, so let's look at uh, this week in pop culture history, Keith. So on May 31st, way back in 2000, uh, I couldn't believe this show's been on the air that long. Survivor aired for the first time, mm. still going strong on every season. I have not watched, I know for a fact, maybe a partial, I've never watched one full episode of Survivor. Not well, my thing. I'm going to hold up my hand to show how many episodes I've watched. Okay. <laughs> zero also out there. Yeah. If you're, if For you're, a total of zero. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's, clearly, a lot of people are watching it. Because it's, you know, you're not going to keep on the air for 22 freaking years. So I don't think it's a set to go off the air anytime soon. Listen, I don't know. Fish, but what is it about this show that's appealing, man? I've had to accept this a long time ago. When I, I like when I look at my sister's Netflix account because it, it, it reminds me how different people are. Yep. She has movies in there like, well, I, don't, I don't see that movie because they kind of put movies in along with things yes. that you li would like. Um, yep. Amazon Prime does the same thing. You, you watch a movie and all of a sudden other movies kind of like that will start popping up. And I've grown to realize that it just takes different strokes for different folks in this world. Um, it yep. is not my cup of tea. I like sci-fi. I like football. You know, I like uh, drama. Um, some people don't like football. Some people like get their athleticism by uh, things like Survivor. You know what I mean? Uh, they, they, yep. That sort of thing. I, I don't know. Shows like The Bachelor, things like that, I find utterly ridiculous. Somebody's watching it, you know, for whatever reason. Yep. So I don't knock it. It's different folks. So, hey more power to you for some reason some people find us entertaining it's strange who i well you mentioned a couple people. oh yeah so two right yeah two, right. maybe three tops joel like yeah that. yeah there's a couple so yeah yep but i'm paying them so <laughs> yep uh okay so uh back uh, 91 june 2nd on mtv liquid television debut so i remember sort of at the time it was like MTV was, you know, it, you know, of course, when we grew up in our heyday in high school mm -hmm. and, you know, it was the videos and the whole video world and that was it. And right. that was that's what they had and then they branched off and had different type of shows like Headbangers yes. Ball and right. all that type of stuff, more specialized type things. Yes. They had, their, you know, they probably the, one of the first reality shows. Mm -hmm. um, and Liquid Television, though, was a very cool, if you're in our generation, you probably remember it, but it was a animated uh it was just very progressive animated cartoon or animated uh shorts really it wasn't even cartoon it was shorts like aeon aeon flux yes. was like this cool like spy was thing they even made into a real movie yes you're right they did i very, forgot about very that. chic high-end yeah. sci-fi yes uh i think that's where beavis and butthead got its start mm -hmm. but it was a lot of just odd uh animated shows very very cool at the time so uh, this is you know this is before all the cartoon channels and everything else that was going on at the time, and it makes me wonder if you know the success of this type of programming is what helped spawn 
other networks that focused on animation and everything else, but I don't know. Did you watch this back in the day, Keith? Were you a fan of Liquid Television or not so much? It is on once in a while. I, I absolutely did. Um, whoever did this was very smart using visuals and sound to yeah. get your attention. Uh, yeah. I remember seeing the liquid and the bubbling sound and the movement. Right. They would play that for quite an unusual amount of time, you know, mm-hmm. and you were just captivated by it. And so you you watched it and you watched it till it end. You'd hear that sound again for a while, waited for the next uh-huh. episode. So, yeah, I definitely did. Totally was into Beavis and Butthead when they came out, especially being just a young rocker. Um, and I, I thought it was very progressive, as you said. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Um, 2004. On June 2nd, Ken Jennings began his 74-game win streak on Jeopardy. Still a record to this day. Some people have gotten a little bit close. And you've had a few people. It's like the streaks anymore. You're getting a lot more people that are going on these longer and longer win streaks. 20, 30 games. So there's definitely a lot of smart folks out there and or people that just can retain a lot of trivia knowledge. They go out there and play the game well. There's different strategies anymore. But this guy back then, I remember he just came on there and just just knew, just knew all the answers. It just it's amazing. Killed, yeah, it was amazing. killed everybody. Yeah. And of course now he's uh, a, a host on the on the uh, on the show as well. But are, are you a Jeopardy fan, Keith? Did you see any of his, his uh, run back then? I or? watched his run. I am the type of guy, I can't stand shows like Wheel of Fortune or whatever. I like Jeopardy. Um, for, yeah. for years, all my family says, you need to go on Jeopardy. You need to go on Jeopardy. I have moments where I'll sit there and answer like 80% of the questions. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just one of those people that pertain, you know, a lot of useless knowledge. Uh, then there are some days when I'm like, gosh, I must be stupid because I don't even know what they're talking about. Uh, some of the stuff people know on there blows me away. Um, I'm not very good at the authors. Uh, some of the geography is, is amazing. You know, they know the, the rivers, the landscapes, the, the language. It's, it's phenomenal what people know and can retain. Um, so I, I'm fascinated with that show. I watch it all the time. I like to keep my brain sharp. So it's not about knowing stuff. I, I like what I don't know because I learned something, you know, and I try sure. to remember it. So huge, huge Jeopardy fan. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't know if anybody ever break that record. It's just maybe someday. And you get it's it's, it's it, people are getting closer and closer to it here and there. But just an incredible run of seventy four games. It's utterly un. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Because as soon as you see somebody really smart, someone smarter comes along after a while. And yep. I've been seeing that trend for 20, 30 years now. And for that guy to do 73, man, I don't Absolutely. know. Absolutely. And he's a great host, too, by the yeah, way. So yeah, if you haven't seen yeah. if you've seen him host, he does a great job uh, actually hosting here. 1996, Keith, June the 3rd, Zenith introduced the first HDTV-compatible front projection television in the U.S., 96. I had a projection TV for a little bit as well. And I think even from that projection TV to the televisions that we have now, and then if you go even back further to the t- the TVs that we had growing up with the old floor model right. tube TV that weighed like 600 pounds, it seemed like, the, the technology even from 96 has been 
astounding. It's like mm-hmm. I go to move a television. My mom was like, "Oh, you need any help with that?" I'm like, "Mom, these things. It's I, they are they are light as a feather. Just it is just amazing." Hue, and I cannot believe how light it is. I said, "Is this yeah. even real?" Yeah, I doesn't even seem possible. I've never been one to jump on something when it comes out. Very rarely. Because I always think if I wait a little bit, two things will happen. The technology will improve and the price will go down. Right. So I've always been able to wait. I remember hearing everybody talk about uh, high-def television when it came out and bragging that they got this and got that. Spent unbelievable uh, amounts of money for theirs. I really didn't know what I was missing, so it didn't bother me at all. But I particularly made it a point to not look into it or even care. It wasn't until years later that I actually saw one and said, oh, okay, I want to get one. So um, it's just one of those things I thought was just way too expensive. And um, it's just amazing where we are right now. You know, you can get high quality on your phone now. Think about that. A little handheld device. You know, uh, some people still have crappy televisions, believe it or not, but you you can get high dev quality on your phone. That blows me away coming from a guy who sold cell phones when they first came out. So, yeah, it's amazing where we come. Yeah, I got a a 4K TV and it's like I I think I bought my projection, my front projection TV, which had the huge back and it had like a mirror in it. All this crazy. crazy. I must have spent a, a good thousand dollars for that back in the day, and now you could buy, like you say, a fifty-some inch television for three, four, five hundred dollars. Yeah, easy three hundred. You know, I waited. Amazon yeah. Prime had their Prime days after my TV fell off the wall, and and got this huge one here for three hundred dollars. So amazing, and the quality is outstanding. Absolutely. Well, what else is amazing? Technology and high quality, Keith. Yes. Is an electric bike from our sponsor, RPM Bike Shop. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So go check them out on Facebook, RPM Bike Shop. Family-owned business out of Carrollton, Ohio, local to us here. Uh, Good varieties of bikes, competitive prices. Go check them out. Contact them there. All their contact information is there, phone number. Contact them through Facebook. They're happy to help you. Uh, it's it's something that they have a passion for, mm-hmm. and uh, they will do you right. So RPM Bike Shop. Yeah. So you will not be disappointed. Uh, Keith, you will not be disappointed. So now, Keith, now we're we're shooting this on Thursday. So by the time this airs, uh, it's not going to get on the air in time for your performances. That's so right. we're saying this. So hopefully your performance on Saturday went terrific. I'm sure it did. And, Looking forward uh, to it. Was it. A great time. Absolutely. So we'll continue to announce that. We did save, uh, put that out there on our Facebook page. So hopefully folks will catch up to you. Right. So when that was Anything over, else? though, we'll have a new one. Another one. Yes, announced please coming. go ahead. It, we'll have another show to announce after this one's over with coming up. So okay. in July. Very good. Very good. Who's that going to be with? Uh, same band. Same band. Mixed same nuts. Band. Yeah. Very good. Is there another event coming up after saturday you wish to announce yes uh july 16th we will be at Lou's in maslin ohio um, on lincoln way Uh, excellent place some of the friendliest people i have ever met in my life as far as playing um i played out there with bpm that was me uh the great eric brook and uh, al mckenzie from firehouse um, fell in love with the owner, the people, 
just just nice nice people all around our age a little older and uh looking forward to us being out there so july 16th mark your calendars mix nuts and lose out on lincoln way in Masson, ohio very good and we'll continue to put information out there on our facebook page as well Good stuff, and you can see me out there on Convincing Idiots, another uh, podcast I do with uh, other friends. Absolutely, is on pop culture stuff. So check us out there, Convincing Idiots. Uh, look at look us up on the Facebook or YouTube and all that stuff, and you'll find us out there. So Keith, we have made it to a, uh, through another episode. We um, did it, man. I know Skinner actually. You know, we joked about the, he's actually alive and well, but uh, you know he. You know, the, the reality of it is, again, you know, he he said, you know, my, my last outro was, it was okay. So he wanted to take another week off. <laughs> it worked on practice. it. Practice. <laughs> yep, work on it. Practice. Yeah, inside and out. He's, 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 he's doing it. He's practicing in front of family and friends. <laughs> he's, and he's he's, just, yeah, he's running some, some scripts by them, see what they think. <laughs> that's right. So that, so we expect a, a, a an awesome outro when he returns next week. So... I got to so, say something about your shirt, yeah. man. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, amazing. The parental advisory explicit content. Of course, this yes. was the result of the PMRC back in 1985 yes. Parents uh, Music Resource Center. Um, basically, yep. it was censorship. Um, but then again, it wasn't. Um, it came off as censorship. And I think uh, the great LL Cool J made it very simple. Uh, stop people from flipping out, screaming about censorship. It wasn't censorship. It was about labeling. And they asked him on a, on a talk show, what do you think about this? And he simply said this, it's a sticker. Peel it off and play the record. So <laughs> That's right. It was brilliant. That's right. I mean, a light bulb went off in people's heads. Just peel it off and play the record. So right. That's exactly right. And, and, if the, it's, and some people actually probably picked up tapes and albums back then because they saw the label it's like oh this is going to be some good yeah, stuff exactly they helped so many sales so <laughs> yep I, I saw this shirt and i thought oh this definitely harkens back to awesome. our great generation shirt. so that's what i'm shirt. wearing so thank you thank you so much so all right keith so uh you know, uh thanks all for listening out there uh new episodes post every week uh again find us out there on social media find us out there in your favorite podcast platform like share subscribe follow we appreciate your support out there so for the illustrious, magnificent Keith Porter, I am Brian Fish Fisher. Thank you for listening, and stay strong, Gen X. Absolutely, everybody. Take care. You know, Nicholas Cage was in the PMRC. He was, actually. Yes. You know what? I, th I think that there was a movie about him and Tipper, Tipper I, Gore. I'm pretty sure there was. I have to look it up. I so. think. Yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah, and you know, and Tipper Gore, I think she was Al Gore's wife. You know, Al Gore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think he created the internet. You know, and the internet's just a terrific thing. It's a very terrific other thing. Other stuff. And Al Gore talked about reminds here me of Al Green, and green is a really nice color if you wear it uh, in the springtime. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, and the internet is is very convenient. Except the internet, it, there are some drawbacks of things that we talked about <laughs> earlier, like you know, like the Johnny Depp trial. The Johnny Depp trial, and Johnny Depp was terrific in Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, <laughs> which featured Nicholas Cage and Willy. <laughs> and also, you know, Willy Wonka oh, was a and Willy Wonka, <laughs> the, the Gene Wilder version. We love you, now, Skinner. That, that was good. <laughs>
<laughs> Gene Wilder was also in, I think, Young Frankenstein. Good God. With Mel Brooks. Yeah, yeah that was fun. That's good.